Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Grant McCarran, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, running packaging exhibitions in the time of COVID with this special OzPack episode. As ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, the managing editor and publisher of PKN Packaging News. Lindy, how are you going? Hi, Grant. I'm really pleased to be here today. We're going to be talking about a very interesting and somewhat contentious topic. Now, this year has made all our hair stand on end. The event industry has been one of the most adversely impacted sectors of the COVID-19 fallout and remains in uncertain territory. Prior to the pandemic outbreak, 2020 would have seen major trade shows like Interpac, Drupa and Pac Expo Chicago draw hundreds of thousands of visitors from around the globe to view firsthand the packaging and printing innovations on show from thousands and thousands of exhibitors. Now, the two German shows, Interpac and Drupa, were forced to postpone their events into 2021. And now, in the absence of a vaccine and the ongoing health threat presented by COVID, there remains a high degree of uncertainty hanging over the feasibility of them going ahead in February and April, respectively, next year. And there are talk, there's talk of hybrid virtual and physical shows. Pack Expo Chicago, meanwhile, is going ahead as a virtual-only event called Pack Expo Connects. Closer to home, our own trade show, OzPack, is not immune to the disruptive force that is COVID. So here with us today to reflect on the future of packaging exhibitions and to talk specifically about plans for the Australasian trade show OzPAC is Mark Dingley. Mark is the chairman of the Australian Packaging and Processing Machinery Association, or the AWPMA as we will refer to it from now on in the episode. Welcome, Mark, and thanks for joining us today. Now, first up, I believe you have a big announcement to share with us today. I do, Lindy, and thank you very much, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, join in your new podcast medium. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next uh, 20 minutes, half an hour uh, catch-up. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, certainly do have some announcements to share with uh, with you today and uh, and certainly the opportunity on behalf of the uh, of the board of the AWPMA, uh, certainly announcing today and to the industry that the board has made the difficult decision to postpone OSPAC from May 21 to the 17th to the 20th of May 22 to take place in Melbourne. Well, that certainly is a big announcement. But so to just to be clear then, Mark, this is not a cancellation of OSPAC 2021. It's a postponement. So more like a bringing forward of the Melbourne show. Does this also change the cycle of the show? Well, to answer your first question, uh, Lindy, the postponement, yes, that is correct. Uh, OSPAC uh, uh, takes place biannually and postponing the show and moving forward Melbourne to 22. That's the first one. Uh, but the second one there is very much about uh, what that will do is uh, now move uh, into a new two-year cycle. Uh, but uh, there is no policy you know, in rotating the shows at this stage between Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, what we are doing is postponing but moving forward uh, the 23 show into 22 with Melbourne. So, I mean, for many people, Melbourne 2019 show was a massive success. Um, it certainly was a record show for OSPAC. So I think that um, that will be welcome news, um, even if there's some degree of disappointment around the 21 show. But as I understood it, Mark, the show was already 70% sold despite the COVID situation. What made the AWPMA board decide to postpone to 22? And what factors did you consider when you were weighing this decision? 
Yeah, very good questions. And uh, a very difficult uh, decision was made because you're right. Uh, we were we were seventy percent in in secured sales and holding for uh, for Auspac. So it's not like uh, Auspac was uh, May twenty one was uh, was floundering. However, you know, uh, this is where the last three to four months really kick in. You know, the board has had a lot of discussions internally, um, almost daily, and uh, and certainly in consultation with uh, ETF, our exhibition organisers. Yeah, we've been continually assessing the current situation around COVID and the impact it was having on our industry as a whole, uh, as well as seeing what it was doing to trade shows, both domestically here in Australia and New Zealand for that matter, and around the world. Um, so during this period, yeah, you know, I think it was, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the board were, were, were exploring contingency options around decisions that if we had to postpone and, and that we felt that postponement was uh, deemed necessary, what was uh, some of those contingency plans? So, so over the last uh, you know, couple of months, we've we've been exploring you know uh, contingencies, but suitable venues and options that were available in that twelve month period from May twenty one to May twenty two. Uh, should that decision have been postponed, which is where we where we are at today. So um, it's not too dissimilar to the situation that Foodtech Paptech found themselves in. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, and, and certainly that uh, that certainly came up in our conversations in uh, in the last few months with uh, with the AWPMA board because you look at uh, New Zealand and the hundred and odd, odd days of uh, of COVID free, and then you know uh, literally weeks out from the show, uh, you, you know, hit with COVID and. and and uh, the New Zealand show had to be cancelled. So we recognise that, uh, you know, COVID is part of our new normal and, and it's here to stay, certainly for the next 12 plus months as, as we work towards, a, you know, towards a vaccine, which all indications are saying sort of somewhere in the back end of uh, a common vaccine in the back end of 21. So through that period of time uh, and seeing what happened with uh, Food Tech, Pack Tech, and other shows as well, is that uh, you know we we had a we we've got a duty of care I suppose to the industry as an association and really deep down Lindy what we had to go back to was our charter and, and that that charter being uh, you know the, the board have the duty on behalf of the association to promote integrate and foster participation and development within the packaging and processing industry. And, and really at, at the heart of that with Auspac as, as our jewel in the crown, uh, you, you know, one thing that we didn't want to do as a board was compromise the quality of the show for our members, exhibitors and visitors as well. Yeah, so I mean a big part of, of these shows and why they've been so successful to date is the whole um, ability to really network and engage with people face-to-face, uh, to put your hands on the machinery, to touch the packaging formats, and none of that is really possible. And, you know, the, it would be very severely restricted. Um, so in terms of health and safety guidelines that you'd have to have put in place, I'm sure you weighed all of those things up as well. Yeah, we we, yeah, we certainly did. Uh, you know what we yeah as and as I said before, what we faced was those ongoing challenges 
likely to to come into May 2021. The uncertainty around domestic borders uh, and the flow and effects they had for for you know for visitors as well as exhibitors traveling to the show. Yeah, one thing that we take, and again, I come back to that, you know, the, the quality of Auspac. Um, you know, we, we're seeing Auspac is what we refer to as the best of the best of the shows around. We have the best in breed and Auspac has a lot of international visitors, uh, you know, supporting our exhibitors as well as coming and supporting our various events and coming to the show. So international borders likely still to be closed well into 2021. Uh, and again, the flow and effects that would have um, then you couple with the, you know, with the likely event restrictions around um, numbers, the, the two metre square um, no-go zones versus four metre, what that was going to do to us, um, you know, really potentially had the, the impact of really impairing what is really a world-class networking event uh, in OSPAC in and the packaging and processing machinery week as a whole with all of our, you know, enabling events around OSPAC. So I'm sure another thing that would have um, been fairly obvious with everybody suddenly having to move their shows was that we ended up with a period of time where we had a congestion. We would have had a congestion in, in 21 of exhibition um, for the industry itself. Was that a factor that was important to you? It was certainly important to me and certainly important to, uh, to, to the board because, again, as an association, our focus is is – the, the betterment of the industry. And yes, there was a lot of movement. We've seen that this year, uh, shows moving from 2020 to 21. Uh, and it was creating congestion both here domestically and internationally. So that was also a consideration that, um, I, I think, you know, and I, and I read this recently and I think it was the, uh, the Fonterra CEO, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a great uh, line that the industry, um, has, has demonstrated a lot of resilience, uh, but we're not a immune uh, from COVID. And I thought that was a very good uh, statement that I've actually taken and used uh, uh, quite a lot in the discussions around uh, and around OSPAC. So that the fact that we had a lot of congestion both domestically and overseas with OSPAC, that really at the end of the day, our duty is to you know, foster in that development of the industry that uh, that maybe if, if OSPAC was moving, you know, we were supporting members that uh, have shown a lot of resilience through this period of time, uh, but uh, again, not immune, that uh, a little bit of breathing space, uh, what was needed as well. So um, yeah, that was a very big influence, I suppose, in, in, in the decision as well. Well, it's a criticism that I often feel just because I'm, I'm walking around the show and people feel that I <laughs> should have, have a say on the matter, um, is, you know, there's too many shows or they're too close together, especially for, um, exhibitors and visitors who go to both the shows, uh, Auspac and Food Pro. There is, there is some degree of crossover. I know it's not massive, um, one could argue, but there are some exhibitors that need to be at both. And so with, Food Pro next year, and you may not be feel comfortable commenting on your on what could technically be considered a competitor show. All the same, I'm going to ask you, with Food Pro scheduled for July, do you think that it's likely that they would also need to move their show? Well, as you said, uh, Lindy, you know, each to their own. Um, you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, the AWPMA PMA is focused on delivering, you know, OSPAC and, and again, we, we don't want to compromise on the quality and what we've really built up in the last, you know, two or three shows. 
the the fact that uh, that Food Pro moved from twenty into twenty one and, and and eight weeks behind Auspac uh, certainly caused that congestion domestically. Whether or not they you know they, they they're making decisions, uh, they need to obviously make their own decisions. We're not pri- privy to that. But uh, you know, from my my personal viewpoint and, and what we've gone through, I, I think uh, you know twenty twenty one is going to be still very very unpredictable, shall I say? So, Lindy, if we look at that, uh, if the the recent uh, you know uh, federal budget announcements and one of the key key takeaways that I took from that outside of some of the great incentives that we can talk about as well. But, uh, you know, the fact that uh, it, was, it was made clear, certainly to me, what I, one of my takeaways was the, uh, you know, uh, the vaccine in, in the latter part of 21 and uh, international borders um, also not opening, you know, starting to open up until mid next year at the earliest. So, yeah, Food Pro, you know, Food Pro will certainly, as we were, uh, only eight weeks ahead of them. Uh, I would say they would certainly be in, in similar conversations that we've had as well. Yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see um, as well. So I did want to, I do have another question, but at first I wanted to just pick up on your budget um, reference there because one of the things that the budget has brought into play is the instant asset write-off extension. And um, I'm wondering in terms of the timing, um, what, what your thoughts are because you're moving the show out to 2022 People may not be able to take advantage, particularly of that asset write-off, and you must have weighed that as well. Yeah, by the time the the budget had sort of announced that, um, we were well advanced, in, you know, obviously in our planning uh, stage of that. But yeah, that's certainly one of the the conversation points that the board has made uh, before making the final decision. However, if I go back with everything we've just talked about. Uh, that, uh, you know, in the best interest of the industry, the resilience but not immune conversation, we still feel it's the right decision. And uh, with with that decision, we're, we now look to 21 as well, that uh, we're not going to be walking away from 21. We still see an opportunity from, from an association point of view to still be looking at uh, maybe, you know, ladder in 21, the events, uh, you know, some events that uh, will, uh, you know, to maybe sort of support uh, the industry and pick up on that uh, very topic. Yeah, so that was going to be where I led to next, was I was going to ask you, because when OSPAC tax takes place, um, Grant, this is for your information too, when we do put on an OSPAC, when the AWPMA, who's the owner of the show, puts on OSPAC, uh, they also have allied events that that boost the visitor attraction, the foot traffic, and so on. And um, in Melbourne in 2019, a very successful conference was run as well, the business conference that ran alongside. The AWPMA also has an awards program for its members um, as well. So, Mark, what is the position on those packaging and processing week events? Yeah, now, now the Big decision uh, has been made and the announcement now is out there. Uh, you know, we will be turning our attention that we still feel that there is, as I said earlier, that the opportunity to uh, to hold an event, a packaging and processing week uh, in, in, uh, in 21. 
so that is something that uh, I look forward to developing in in the next uh, you know, the next number of months, and and uh, I hope to share with you you know some announcements either later this year or into uh, into uh, early next year on uh, on that very topic. So yeah, we, we will be actively uh, looking at whether it's a conference and the awards, but we still think there's a great opportunity to certainly have a presence in 21 and, and continue that packaging and processing week theme in what will be now the Auspac off here in 21 as well. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Um, we look forward to finding out more. I understand obviously now you're very much in the exploratory mode because you've had to shift gear as such. Um, so I look forward to being able to cover that in PKN. Um, I did want to circle back to the issue of the global shows um, because that is presenting a bigger conundrum. And I know that I've had a number of packaging journalists that I deal with internationally. We're all asking the question, like, what is the future for these big international trade shows? Because if not this pandemic, then what, you know, there could be something else that disrupts us um, in the future on a similar scale. So um, I wanted to ask your view on the emergence now of virtual exhibitions as a replacement for in-person exhibitions as we navigate our way forward? Yeah, very good question. And again, a very hot topic that's been discussed the last three or four months uh, at board level for the PMA. Look, I think certainly my view and, and certainly I think shared by the board is there is a place for virtual, but not a replacement um, you know, one thing that I think we've all we've all faced over the last seven months of COVID is, uh, you know, the uh, the online whether it's these days it's either Teams or, or Zoom uh, meetings or, or WebEx meetings. Um, they're very good for a transactional conversation, but they don't build culture. And and, and Auspac has a culture. Yeah, it has a vibe that we're trying to develop and, again, promote and foster participation. You can't necessarily do that well in a virtual land. And, look, we've all over the last seven months experienced uh, one or two trade shows that we visited that have gone virtual. And it, it doesn't, in my view, and I think shared by the board, it doesn't have a pulse. It doesn't live and breathe. Um, and that's, again, coming back to the heart of our decision with moving was that uh, and not compromise what, we, what we've what we got, I think, in a, in a great show with, with Auspac and now Packaging and Processing Week is that it's a living, breathing and that ability to bring people together maybe socially distancing and, and uh, no longer handshakes, but we still, we're, we're craving that face-to-face. And uh, I think that, as I said, I come back that there, there is a place for it and maybe we'll explore some of that in 21, but uh, but it, it is not a replacement to trade shows. And, and you mentioned earlier as well, Lindy, that touching, that the ability to come and see the machinery in operation uh, ever since I've been on the uh, the AWPMA board, that's been our essence, to come and see working machinery. Um, anyone can Google and, and go to YouTube and watch a video of the machine run. Very different to see it in, in, uh, in live action and have a conversation with the experts. You can't do that on a virtual platform. And that's certainly been my experience and the board's experience over the last seven months. Yeah, and that um, and that brings up the whole point for exhibitors, of course, is that there's a massive investment in getting their machinery on the floor. So that makes me a little concerned when I see that shows like Interpac are, are saying they're going to go ahead um, and I'm thinking exhibitors now. So you you guys made the decision now 
to put a halt to May 21, which is a good seven months out, which is actually really considerate for those exhibitors who would be making those big investments. Did you, do you, do you anticipate that this will go down well with exhibitors? Yeah, yeah. And it's a good point that you raised there, Lindy, because look, first of all, do I think it'll go down well? Yes, I do. Uh, again, because of that, um, you know, the, the members, the exhibitors, the industry showing resilience, but we're not immune. But we, we felt that we had to make the call early. And again, a tough decision because we were 70% in secured uh, bookings. Yeah, but we felt that this is the right decision because everyone needs to plan. It is a big investment. It is a big investment for every exhibitor to coordinate the shows. It takes time and coordination. You've got to get your stands right. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is a factor there, and there's a little thing called Christmas in the middle. So, um, so we felt that it was the right decision to call it early to allow everyone to readjust their FY21 plans as well as their FY22 plans uh, moving into, obviously, May 2022. When you think of 22, do you think that by that time, are you reasonably confident that by, by that time we'll have a vaccine or are you planning a show in which you may have to operate under the conditions that we're under at the moment? I think one thing COVID has uh, has uh, demonstrated is um, predict the unpredictable. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, can we be confident of anything at the moment? Um, look, pushing it a further twelve months out gives us, I think, you know, gives the uh, the uh, global community the time to uh, to get uh, you know to get a vaccine to open up borders. But even if that's not the case, you know, it's to put the new the new COVID normal in place. And that's really the thing that um, whatever happens, you know, we certainly feel and the board felt that by May 22, things were going to be a lot better. Um, maybe things will never return to how they were, but they'll be a lot better for the trade show community as a whole. And there'll certainly be better policies in place to open up businesses uh, to allow to continue the, you know, the trade. Uh, and that was probably the most important part there is, uh, you know, is, uh, is business uh, in the new normal. We will definitely feel the OSPAC um, absence next year. The calendar will have a little hole in it. Um, but I, I'm confident it will be worth the wait in 2022. Um, I am interested, though, apart from developing and exploring packaging and processing week activities, what else will the AWPMA be uh, focusing on? in 2021? Yeah, good question, Lindy, because, um, yeah, again, the opportunity for the association to, I think, take another step in our in our own development as well and, and again, our, the participation uh, in, in industry. We, we've already started this year. We took the opportunity to do some webinar series on, on, on updates on COVID as, as well as uh, some other initiatives in the webinar space. We certainly see the opportunity to expand that. Uh, one of our remits is is training, uh, you know, and education. Uh, we see a great opportunity in twenty one to leverage again some of that digital platforms to develop uh, and drive some more of uh, of that training and education uh, as part of um, you know the, the AWPMA's remit. Uh, so from that standpoint, there are some really good, yeah, there's some really good discussions going on at the moment. And again, I think that will form part of um, some announcements later in the year and earlier this year in terms of the 21 calendar. And of course, um, what we have to be gearing ourselves for now is is a COVID recovery. And a, a number of your members, most of your members are all very much involved in that because um, 
if COVID did teach us anything, it was how nimble and agile uh, the manufacturing industry could be. And uh, the machinery uh, processing and packaging machinery companies are supporting a thriving manufacturing industry. And as you said earlier, we are resilient, but not immune. And a big part of what the AWPMA does, as far as I understand, is provide its members with support and information so that they too can navigate their way through this, this tricky time. So, Mark, I think um, if you have any further messages that you'd like to, or a final message that you'd like to give to OSPAC exhibitors, that might be um, a good time to do that. Yeah, well, first and foremost, obviously, with this announcement, we now go into, um, you know, we now go into the mode of talking to those, uh, the members and the exhibitors that have signed up for May 21. So the most important thing right now uh, that, uh, that we're focused on is ensuring communication to those exhibitors and working through the transition from May 21 to May 22, and obviously from Sydney to Melbourne. So over the next few weeks, um, that is our, our absolute 100% focus is to ensure that we're communicating and that we're, uh, you know, we're, we're working through that transition period and how that looks for uh, for all exhibitors once we've uh, once we've done that as i said we then we will continue to plan for for may 22 but uh, just just also coming back around, I think this is a wonderful opportunity that uh, that our industry has, and 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 what, as you said, what COVID has taught us is that uh, you know so the, the the sovereignty and manufacturing, again reinforced by the uh, the recent uh, federal budget and the announcement of that instant tax write off, and uh, you know really you know really forging um, you know and coming back and getting manufacturing hopefully resurgence back into Australia. I think it's a wonderful time. I think, you know, that the government has taken a wonderful step in, uh, in, in investing, uh, back into manufacturing and advanced manufacturing at that. So uh, the association is in a great position, uh, to support our members with a number of initiatives, 21 and beyond. And that, uh, you know, with the investments that, uh, that are coming through for manufacturing, I think our members, uh, and the association at heart, are going to prosper. We're there to support our members. And uh, I think on the back of that, uh, when you think, you know, a couple of things that need to be ticked off in 21, little things like vaccine and borders and so forth, if that all comes together, as, a, as I think it, sh- it will, uh, 22 is going to be a fantastic year for that resurgence of, uh, of, of, of Australian manufacturing. And uh, I think now with uh, OSPAC uh, sitting primarily in position at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre from the 17th to the 20th of May, uh, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be really exciting times. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's never been a more exciting time to be in packaging. Thanks very much for joining us today, Mark. I'm pleased to hear that you've made the decision. And I think we can all look forward to 2022, 17 to 20 May at the NCEC in Melbourne. Excellent. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again on this special OzPAC episode. And uh, thanks to Mark for joining us and to Lindy for running us through a very interesting discussion about the uh, world of uh, running exhibitions in this time of COVID. We'll be back with another episode in the not-too-distant future. But for now, thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the PKN Podcast, produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News. Owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media.
If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.